Hello, and welcome to Who's in the Pew? I'm Melissa PC, editor of La Fe magazine. This show is an extension of La Fe and a production of We Hope, which is run by the Diocese of Laredo's Communication Department. Each week, we will get to know someone new and learn a little bit about his or her unique involvement in our diocese. We hope you will enjoy meeting others who sit in the pews of parishes right here in the Diocese of Laredo. Hi, and welcome to Who's in the Pew. Today I have joining me Luis Zavala. He's a parishioner at Mother Cabrini Church, and he is uh, coordinating a group to go to World Youth Day this summer. Welcome, Luis. Hello, welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Luis, tell us a little bit about just your family, if you're native Laredoan, kind of what was life like for you growing up? So I was born here in Laredo, lived a few years in Mexico, and then most of my life I've spent it here. Um, growing up, it's it was an interesting um, adventure for me, you know, it was kind of uh, a lot of playing sports, not so much um, faith practicing, but okay. kind of more of um, just enjoying life, not taking it too seriously. Um, so, but over the years, you know, I've learned and I think I've grown to the extent where it's kind of like, you know, you've enjoyed life, but little by little, God, you know, made his way into my life, accepting him and doing what he is calling me to do. So, <laughs> um, can you repeat the, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's great. You, okay, so you mentioned you used to play sports. What, what sports did you play? So I played basketball, soccer, and football. That's kind of what I did in my high school year, where okay. it was like oh, high school, middle school, whereas I, I used to love playing sports and it was always the one thing that, you know, I would focus on. That was like the main focus as, a, as in high school and in middle school, it was like sports, 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 which was fun. I mean, you get to, you have that community, but it's, ju it's, sure. it's just a community of friends nice, and just pushing each other to become better, but at the sport. Right, right. And so so in high school, you really weren't practicing your faith very much. Mm, not as much. I guess I would say not that I wasn't practicing as much, but I wouldn't take it as serious. Okay. Because during high school is kind of where it's kind of the age where you do your confirmation. Right. So to me, it was more of all two years you get it done and you don't have to go back again. That's it. But that's not <laughs> that's not what happened. It, once I finished my second year of confirmation i had said oh you know what i might come back and i might help out and i was like okay you know i was interested in doing it but then the following year came back of, of confirmation classes um for the new group mm -hmm. and i didn't go that first day and then they had asked me you know um miss rodman um who was a confirmation teacher at the time there at mother cabrini she had asked me hey can you um come back you know she basically well through my mom because she asked my mom was like hey bring them back the next week so I, I i went back that following week and i had i never left i didn't stop my my thing in high school was constantly being there at church that's where i probably had besides sports and and, and wanting to be there i think being at at mother Cabrini was where i spent most of my time really um, yes and it, and it was and the reason why i had said i wouldn't take it as serious is because 
obviously what I know now is I didn't know as much back then the time, but sure. it was something that I enjoyed. I enjoyed being at. I love being at Mother Cabrini. I love being around the teens. Um, we had this retreat that was called, uh, we don't do it as much anymore because things have changed, but it was Pascua Juvenil, which they, that actually comes from Mexico. And so when it's, that had I got invited to do that, it was like, you know, you would always look forward to that Pascua Juvenil and you would always prepare it for it. But then it was always like, you know, being a youth group. So there was so much fun out of it. And I, that, that's why I say most of my time I spent it there at, at Mother Cabrini. Oh, wow. And so so was your mom, you mentioned that your mom is the one who took you, was asked to, to take you back to SIS. Yeah, so my mom was kind of like the meteor. She was like, you know, hey, they told me to bring you back and I'm going to take you back. And so my mom plays a huge role in my first steps in, you know, uh, following, following Christ and being on this adventure with him, which is, I, you know, thanks be to God for that. Because if not, then who knows if, if I would have maybe continued or even be at the point that I am now. Sure. Yeah. Parents play such a pivotal role. They do. <laughs> and so were you, was Catholicism always something that your, your family practiced? Were you baptized as a baby, a kind of a cradle Catholic? Yes. Baptized as a baby, but we wouldn't practice it as much. We wouldn't, uh, I guess, give it the importance that it, that, you know, Catholicism is. So it was always being, you know, kind of being in the limbo about it until, you know, kind of a few years back ago, probably when back in my, back in 2015 okay. is where kind of things took a huge change. Um, back when we used to have college acts, mm -hmm. I, li I lived my college acts in 2015. And then from there, it was like a whole, I guess you would say a whole new life introduced because it's where I finally decided to, you know what, I'm going to take this serious. And, it, and at the beginning, it was it was it was difficult. I, I can't say it wasn't, um, especially because my parents were kind of like, you know, what's go, what's happening? Well, you know, that transformation that's going on, but yes. we're seeing it completely. And it's like, what is about to happen? So once that transformation started to uh, happen, it's kind of like where I was like, you know what? I don't want to take this journey on my own. I want my family to walk with me. Oh, wow. So and it was like inviting my mom, inviting my brothers, inviting my dad. And it was kind of like, okay, let's all start walking together. I can't say that it happened from one day to the next. It was a, a thing that happened over the years. But now, thanks be to God, you know, we started finally be able to, you know, walking as a family. Oh, so it, it's it, beautiful. Yes, it, it takes a, it takes a while. Because sometimes people think, oh, you know, you have to do it. You know, it's one day to the next, but it's tons and tons of prayer and being able to just leave it into the hands of God to do that transformation. Right. Then, yeah. Yeah. You're right. When people are trying to, they want family to be more involved in their faith and they want to share the experience that they have and what, what they've learned about their faith. Um, or they've seen somebody fall away from the church. Maybe you are so eager to see change right away. But yes. that's that's a good point that it, it takes time and a lot of prayer. I like that you it mentioned does. that. Yeah. yeah, tons of prayer, especially because there was moments where, I mean, they wouldn't understand. It's like, what's going on? You know, why, why are you so ignited with this fire? <laughs> and to the point where I, I would, you know, and being honest, it was like, not that they would have some sort of a jealousy, but it was just misunderstanding. And to them, it would kind of 
bother them that they wouldn't be able to understand and it's like okay if you want to understand it let's walk on the road you know let, let's take this journey like that that's the only way you're going to be able to understand it you know and until you allow that door to be open then you're able to see what's on the other side right and that's why sometimes you know that's that's kind of we forget that part but when you have that when you give that invitation and they're willing to open the door everything changes mm-hmm. and so you really feel like god used you as an instrument to bring your whole family back to him and and grow their relationship stronger with God. Yes, that. And then too, is I think once I was able to do or become that instrument there, it kind of like transitioned into that college stage and, and helping out, you know, the young adults, you mm-hmm. know, helping out in the Newman Club, you know, becoming a leader, leading retreats, you know, so it's, the, I guess you would say um, the first initial mission was with, you know, take care of your family first. Mm-hmm. The second was, OK, let's take you a little let's advance a little bit more. Now I want you to go out with the college students and that's going to be another difficult task. But I want you to be able to build that courage to go out there and proclaim my name. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, you know, when we're taking those steps, you know, eventually once you once I graduated from college, it's like, hey, now you're going on to, you know, working. And now it's like you're going to bring my name. You're going to bring me to these people that you meet, at, at, you know, within the corporate world or wherever it is that, you know, you end up. So it's it's so now it's that's, kind of. Yeah, that's and that's um that's what God expects of us, right? Is, is to, we are supposed to go and evangelize. You don't just, uh, keep this. You mentioned that you were on fire, that you had this fire. And so you don't just keep that to yourself, but you're supposed to go out into the world. That's what he instructed his, his disciples to do. And and just instructs us to do right. That message is, is just as relevant for us as it was at the time for his disciples to go out and evangelize others, wherever that may be. And I can see exactly what you're saying, where with each step, it gets kind of a little bit harder. (laughs) (laughs) Although really, I think some would say that it's difficult with family, that that at times can be the most difficult just because um, I can see where you as the son trying to bring your parents in. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, maybe some some people anyway aren't as open to receiving that from yes. from their children so yeah, the, the my the family part was was difficult but i think that was a, a preparation for what was to come later on what is to still come um so and going back to my my college years you know i graduated mm-hmm. back in um what are we 20 yeah so i graduated in 2018 in december so i studied okay. finance um and within my time in college i i was basically also spending most of my time in the newman club you know being being a part of that and also being a part of the a pro-life movement there on campus yes that, and that's, that was for life yes i think that's where i first met you yes. was through the yeah through the pro-life club and then the newman club is is geared toward college students um who are Catholic and it's just a way to help them continue to practice their faith and grow in their faith through meetings and different events and activities. Is that right? So within the Newman club, the great thing about it is that they offer small groups. Okay. um, So that way you'll be able to grow, you know, grow your relationship with Christ, build a community, but also dive into the gospels Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And as well, they have the Kornobum retreat, which is a, a, a four day retreat where you're just able to go in there and experience, you know, the descendant of the Holy Spirit completely into your heart, where you are able to dive more into um, the teachings of Christ, being able to just spend some most of the time with him and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's a wonderful retreat without giving much information. But <laughs> and, and especially the, the brothers who help out so much within the that group and they help you kind of build that spiritual um, basis where you are able to, you know, dive more into prayer and, and things like that, which is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that that's great. Um, is that a retreat that it continues to be offered to this yes, day? Yes, so they do it right now. It's uh, once a year, but okay. they're hoping to make it at least twice a year. It used to be offered in the spring and in the fall. Nice. And is that something that you still help with or not so much anymore now that... You've not as much uh, being that i've graduated i don't help out as much um i do try to offer as much as i can uh help that you know if they ask me every basically be, being that resource so if they ask me hey you know what can i do here or where, what are different ways that we can um get back to what we used to be mm -hmm. um that's where i kind of come in here and there because you know i think ever since we we've you know past COVID has been a difficult situation. We're trying to build up groups again. You know, the same thing that we had with this whole, you know, world day group that we're, that we're taking. So it's, it's That's been a struggle getting people involved at the, at, at the college level and just being active in clubs or, or in this case in, in the Newman club. I don't know if that's across the board. Yeah. So um, it's being active, I think in, in, in everywhere, but within the, within the college level, um, the high school level, but I think, um, the college level, especially is because that's where you're at an, an, an awkward stage where you don't know what you want to do. Some people do, but some don't. Right. And you're still learning about yourself. And you're still learning about, you know, what, God has in store for you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, most of your time people would go to the Newman club to, cause you build, you have that community where people are still wondering what's going to, what's to come in the future mm -hmm. where, but the thing is you're not doing that on your own. You're walking together in that same path where it's like, okay, what's going to happen in the future? Well, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we do know that we can trust in God and we can walk together. And that's where the Newman club helped tremendously especially in my life where it's like okay you know that you grow so much but yeah. you're growing with others yeah yeah that support that community that you find right at a time that that's so critical where you have the world telling you to 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 be of the world to live you know of of the world um that's so critical is having that support system that okay i'm not the only person that is going against the culture in some cases and being countercultural in following God and in, in pursuing your faith. Yes, because especially how you mentioned right now, the culture in today's age it is a difficult one. And it's definitely one that tells you, you know, just be more part of the world. You know, don't listen, you know, put, put God on the sideline. It's like, no, you want to have God as your head coach. You want to have, you know, you want to have them there guiding you. You want to be there with him. But unfortunately, um, it, it's, we're at a time where we're basically at a battle. It's kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, you either, you know, you pick up your Bible and fight and you learn and you, you, you're not necessarily fight physically, but you know, be there to spiritual battle, be mm -hmm. ready for it. Or you just 
stand back and it's like no like it's it's okay to to pick up that bible it's okay to to get on that spiritual battle because you want to be with god you know and that that's what sometimes that's what we're trying to to help um these young adults these young professionals understand like it's the journey don't walk it alone walk it with god he's there with you and so that's that's where we're, we're in the works for that it is difficult especially when you don't have a huge number of how it used to be so it's not right. like you know you kind of feel like uh john the apostle being you know the only one at the, well besides with mary but at the cross you know but he's like well okay where 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 are your mm. brothers at it's like okay you know you're yeah. trying to rebuild those people to help you out right but it's just it's just i guess i think to me is having people to build that courage Yes. But I think people are ready. They just got to build that courage to, to, you know, take the, how they say, you know, put on the suit and, and, and get ready. Yes. So. so what are some things that you do um, to keep yourself strong in the faith, you know, and, and to protect yourself and in times of spiritual battle, you know, that you make sure that you're ready? Well, so... Right now, it's been helping me out tons, and I and I it's uh, doing the Bible in a year, okay, and also the Catechism in a year. The Bible in a year, I've, I, yes, I've struggled so much with it. I did it uh, the first year where I tried to do it. The first year that initially came out, but I, I stopped maybe at like halfway. Why? Because it, you just didn't. Because I think I got caught up with time. other things. Okay. Um, that I just didn't give it um the time to do it, and then once you kind of fall back, you were you kind of just stop. Yeah, up. you try to catch up, <laughs> and you're just like, no, nah, I'm never gonna catch up. Um, and then I did it the last year, but I also I only got maybe one third, and I was like, okay, you know, I fell back behind, and this time I said. You know, one of my New Year's resolution or one of my goals was I'm going to continue whether I'd fall back, whether I, you know, get behind three or four days. It's yeah. like, OK, you know, continue going. You don't have to finish at the same time as everybody else. But as long as you continue going, you will be fine. Yeah. And I started doing the catechism in a year, which he, which Father Mike Schmitz launched this year with Ascension yes. Press. And that has blown my mind completely. I am so amazed by it. I think that has helped me grow so much and wanting to just be as close as possible to God as I can. And I think those besides that, also small groups, you know, keeping in touch with friends was like, hey, you know, let's go do this Bible study, whether it just be a one on one or whether it be with a group Um, that. And also we are trying to grow this young professional group. Um, we're trying to build like this Catholic young professional group and here who, in Laredo. If I can interrupt you real quick, who is is we? I haven't actually. So this we with it at all. is actually two of my uh, other core members that are helping me out with World Youth Day. One of them is Isidro Avila, which I think you I don't know if you remember Isidro, or maybe you don't. I, and also Carolina <laughs> Gomez Salinas. I know they were both participating within the pro life. Okay, okay, so I probably met them. Yes, yeah, so you've okay. met them before, but they're they're two that kind of had a um, been there where we kind of started to say, hey, you know, let's try to build something. And it, and it's, I think we've finally understood that it wasn't going to be one day to the next. Right. But it's it's something that we can possibly hopefully build up within, I don't know, maybe the year or the years to come. Yeah. Um, but currently right now what we have doing too is um, the, we're basically doing kind of like a book club on the imitation of Christ, which oh. also too, I've never done that before. It's my first time going over the imitation of Christ. So I think it's something that's also spectacular. And, and so we usually gather up maybe every two or three weeks mm-hmm. and we discuss maybe a chapter or two and kind of, you know, see where we can be able we're able to grow and learn more and apply that to your yes. life 
So how many how many people are in the group currently? So I want to say within the group, we're about 25 to 30. That's a great number. Yeah, so and then typically for the reunions, we have about maybe 10 to 15. So it kind of like fluctuates, but... Wow. It's good too. And it's a, and the idea is for more people to see like, hey, you know, you're a young professional. It's still okay to practice. You're still okay to, to do as much as you can. You know, you don't have to necessarily just be stuck at work. Because once you get out of, you know, you get out of the university, a lot of people think it's like work, 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 work. It's like, it's not just work, you know. You can also focus on other things in life, especially the spiritual. And like, don't forget mm-hmm. about that. Because yes, work can drain you and, and definitely can put you on levels that you don't want to be at. But it's like, you know, if you have that spiritual ends with you you know you're able to sustain more of it but not only that you know you just you're you're at a such a joyful state yeah yeah it makes a difference yes it does truly innerly uh your your attitude and I think the way you're able to cope with stress that's out there and just just the way you're able to handle everything you know it makes a difference when you are involving God in that, involving your faith in that. So that's great to hear that you have so many people involved. I had no idea this this <laughs> existed. Um, are you affiliated with any parish or is this just something kind of independent that you all are doing? So this one's more of independent, okay. um, but I do participate and I give most of my time there at Mother Cabrini. Okay. Um, I still try to help out as much as I can being with other things that I got, I have going on. Um, I, I was part of the Knights of Columbus as uh-huh. well. They're at Mother Cabrini. Nice. Um, just recently kind of have to, uh, take a step back because of, of what's to come within the next few months. But, um, sure. that's where I was kind of giving most of my time as well at, at being, you know, the grand knight there at, the, at, uh, Mother Cabrini's, the council of 7797. Oh, wow. I, I didn't realize that they, um, had a I'm sorry what is it called with the knights a council or a council sorry and you just said it (laughs) (laughs) just my brain this gave me so yes um the the individual councils at the parishes I know several of our parishes yes about Um, I want to say about I think about six or seven here around uh, the parishes here in Laredo so and we were blessed to have one start up about a year and a half ago so oh so it's still fairly new it's still fairly new we're still we're still learning we're still trying to grow it's not I mean, it was definitely new to me. I hadn't heard of the nights before, um, back a few years back, but I mm-hmm. had never participated. I didn't really pay much attention to it. Um, but until they invited me to be part of the group and then they voted me in to be the a grand, grand night. night. <laughs> it was like, okay, now I have to learn. And now I have to, you know, and it's a, it's a whole different world there, but it's all, it's a uh, very rewarding, especially with everything that they do. Especially, I think we were trying to focus more on helping those in need and, and, you know, just being able to give as much as we can, not only to the parish, but mm-hmm. also to the community, um, especially within the areas of Mother Cabrini. It's like, okay, we can give as much as we can you know we're, we're doing a job and, and we're doing what we have to do yeah yeah what are some of the events you've had or some of the things that you have done so about a few months ago we gave out so one of the great things is that the knights of columbus give out wheelchairs and stuff like that for people in need so we had given out some wheelchairs um to a wow. few a few people who were in need um also too during the christmas times we um had found a few kids who were you know in need of you know some gifts and we were able to gather up as many gifts as we can and we had one of our members dress up dress up as santa claus you know and, and take it and take these gifts to them and especially uh-huh. 
um, just being able to serve there at the parish is, you know, being able to end the activities that they have. You know, mm -hmm. I think if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe that St. John Paul II had said, you know, the Knights of Columbus are, you know, they are the right hand of the church. So they were kind of like how he mentioned it, how he portrayed it. So that's where like mm -hmm. they really take that serious, you know, serious and they try to do as much as they can. They try to give themselves completely as much as they can to the parishes. Wow. That's nice. Uh, yeah, the Knights, I, I know that um, I was familiar with the Knights growing up. My dad was in the Knights of Columbus, uh, well, still is, um, but but growing up, I remember him being real involved. And I know they have a, a particular part of their mission and part of what's important to them is pro-life work. Um, so that's, it makes perfect sense for yes. you <laughs> being involved in that in college and now, and, and so much that, that the different councils do and to help others. Um, I think it's a beautiful organization. That's part of our church. Um, so, so you've kind of taken a step back. You've had to take a step back from Knights of Columbus because of your recent involvement and that you were referring to planning world youth day yes. <laughs> <laughs> or not planning world youth day, but the group that's going to world youth day from Laredo. Yeah, so we're about um, from Laredo. We're about uh, twenty-eight going. So, so we're a, nice a total group, group of, of thirty-five. Okay. But being that it's since it's um, well, the Laredo, the group of the congregation of Saint John, um, we also invited uh, a group of Filipinos to come with us. Um, but they're coming from from you know from Cebu. They're in the Philippines, so they'll be joining us. So we'll be about wow. a total of thirty-five um, young professionals. So some are are fairly. We'll be recent graduates from high school. Some are still in college, and others are already uh, out in the in the work force. So it's it's a it's good mix. A good mix of, <laughs> of people where you know the young can learn from the older groups. You know the ones who are still in the middle can learn from either end. So it's kind of like, and it's fantastic. So I'm looking forward to taking this group over yeah. to. So we're gonna be going to. Um, we're doing what's called like a pre like a mission trip. Okay. So we'll be going to Spain to a city called Stalavera de la Reina, which is about maybe about an hour and a half away from Madrid. Um, where we'll be doing some parish work there. And by parish work, I mean, we're going to be able to bring in as many, as many youth as we can within the city. Mm -hmm. This is the same way that they were struggling. They're also struggling too. Um, so they were super excited when we had announced that we will be going over there. Um, so we'll be there for about five days and then we make nice. our way to Fatima and then we go to, on our make our way to live the days in the diocese in Aveiro, um, Portugal. And then from there, you know, ending the week with in Lisbon with Pope Francis. Wow. So it, that's a total of... That's about 16 days, more or less. Gosh. <laughs> that That's going to be an incredible experience. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. And the reason why we try to do something like this is because when I first attended World Youth Day, which was in 2016, mm -hmm. I, got, I went to go do... We went to go do mission work in India. And that was like a whole different life-changing experience. Oh, I can imagine. One being the fact that it's in it's India, and right. the second that was like the first time I had ever left a country, which was in Mexico. It was like we, to a whole different to the side <laughs> of the world. Um, and being a, away from home, it was about about a month and a half uh, of being away from home. But being, I think that time in India kind of really um, made me realize how grateful I. Am. Um, you know, for having the things I have here at home and, you know, in Laredo. 
Sure. Wow. That must have been life changing. It was a complete shock in a way seeing, you know, just upon arrival, you, the, the things that you see in India, it's like, it's true when they say it's a third world country, you know, because you see poverty, you see, you know, mm-hmm. basically, you know, kids needing help, you know, families, etc. Like everything I experienced, it's, it was, it was a lot to take in, but it was also a, a, a way where it's like, okay, you know, you, there's a lot that you can learn. And there's also a lot that you have, you know, you, you need to be grateful for. So So can you tell me about some of the experiences you had, like just kind of a day, what that looked like, who you were ministering to? So within the day, so basically we were waking up about 4.30 in the morning um, because you had to go to mass at, we would go to mass at at what was called the mother house, which was where uh, the house of the Sisters of Charity. So Uh, you would go to Mother Teresa. So (laughs) it it was, yeah. So say Mother Teresa, it was, it was cool because you Back then, they would, well, not back then, but they had a little, I guess you would say, like a little board where it said, uh, it would say her name. And she was like, it was she, if she was in or if she was out, like if she wasn't there. So when she passed away, they, her tomb's there. So they have her as in. So every time uh, you pass by, it says in because her tomb is there. Um, so you would I have mass that. there in, in the mornings and then they would give you breakfast. And then um, right about seven o'clock, you would go out to the home. So you, you get to pick what homes you want to go to. So I don't remember the name specifically, all of them, but you get to pick. There's um, basically a home for the dying. There's home for the for the little kids. There's a home for the elderly. Um, there's a home for leprosy. Um, then there's a fifth one, but I don't remember. But I had chosen the one for the for the kids. So it was about maybe anywhere from between the age of eight to I want to say about fifteen ish. So. Okay. Um, so I would go home there and help. And so you would do what well, I did different things. It was basically you would clean, tutor, feed, um, and fix, fix up like a little playground for them. Aww. So I took, uh, charge of being able to tutor and also being able to build a playground for them in the back. Um, so, and I, it was a group nice. of guys, it was a group of well, we're about maybe 10 within there, but the ones who took on the building that playground were about three or four, which was <laughs> great. You know, you had to do the painting. You basically were trying to fix up as much as you can because the thing with, with being there is as a missionary is like, well, you decide how much time you want to spend there. So we didn't really have tons of time, but I, so I tried to do as much as I possibly could while being mm-hmm. there. And then, so you would spend your time maybe from seven to midday and then you would go out to lunch and then you would you were given the opportunity to go explore um calcutta as much as you as you can and then in the evenings was um you had adoration about five o'clock and then you would have a class on philosophy with father michael therese um after that and then it was like okay you know you kind of chit chat a little bit and then you're ready to go to bed so because that was be basically be sleeping about maybe nine or ten at night because you had to wake up early (laughs) sure (laughs) wow that's that's quite a schedule to keep yes it it was a lot but it was it was fun because after you don't feel it of how much joy you have right of just being out to being able to do that wow that that's an incredible i mean just just uh, that's to be able to live that what an opportunity it was it's an it was an opportunity of a lifetime I always, yeah. the, in the group that i went with we were about 20 we were a small group and we always talk about it how of how much of a blessing it was to be able to have a trip like that because that trip mm-hmm. i don't it will, i don't not to say that i'm gonna compare trips but it was like that it, it was like a trip like no other right 
Right. I didn't realize, and maybe this is unique, maybe every group kind of does it differently, but I didn't realize that, um, like you're mentioning uh, the missionary work that you do prior to going to World Youth Day. Is that typical of, of groups who go to World Youth Day? Or I don't know if you can speak on behalf of, you know, what others <laughs> um, do, but... At least from the groups that I know, not really. Okay. Uh, most tend to just go the week of World Youth Day. But ever since that I had that experience, I said, maybe they won't, maybe this, the groups and the, the members that we take might not be able to live that ex- same experience. Mm-hmm. But there is a tons of, um, how to explain it? Like, t- I guess you would say in a way, it's, it's very fruitful to be able to do those missionary works prior. Mm-hmm. So... When I had I had gotten asked to um, lead or basically yeah basically lead the World Youth Day group for the entire congregation of St. John back in uh, 2019 to Panama, um, I told them okay what I want to do prior to Days in the Diocese and World Youth Day is I want to take a mission trip. So we did a mission trip up in the in the hills in, in Chapel de las Minas in, in Panama. Wow. And you coordinated that? Yes. So that one, we were a group about, I think we were about a group of 70. Um, and we were mixed. Oh, you know, we had a group of here from here, um, from Laredo, Taiwan, France, um, and a few other countries that I don't recall right now at the moment. But <laughs> we were a good amount. So the whole group, all, all of those 70, you all came together? We all came together. We all met in Panama. Okay. So we were basically waiting for everybody at the airport. And then we get picked up. We got picked up. And then we made our way to, to Chapo de las Minas. And you had like two buses full of full of pilgrims. And, it, and it's... It's crazy because once you once you arrive, you have tons of people cheering. You you don't even know these people at the airport, <laughs> but everybody's cheering because you're going to their country. And it's like, you I mean, at least when I had a first arrive, I was amazed because you you the way that people just show you that love without them mm-hmm. even knowing you. It's like you came from wherever you're coming from to my country to practice your faith. Like that is magnificent. And then you hear all these testimonies and you, and I think one of my favorite things about all this too, is all the encounters that you have, mm-hmm. they, they get to, you get to see how much, how, well, yeah, the joy that they, they have for you just being there, even without you knowing that's, that's what also to me is like, wow, you know, they get to see that and you, you get to see it too. It's like, they don't know you, but you know, you're sharing that same fire within you're sharing that same joy. Right. That, that really just is a beautiful example of um, the fact that we are all brothers and sisters united in Christ. Yes. I mean, just really, I, I think that just perfectly defines, you know, how it feels to, without even knowing one another, having this you have this common ground and you have this love for God that you share. So it's automatically being accepted and accepting others. That's that's really beautiful. So I think with, with, so for the exact same for this one, we're trying to do that mission part so that, and I think that it it's also a, I don't maybe to some will be a life changing to others might not be, but I think that if you get to experience that mission trip, it, it makes the trip even more uh, special. Right. Because when you go into the days in the diocese and you do World Youth Day, well, you're surrounded by thousands and thousands of, of uh, pilgrims. But on these mission trips, it's like it's your group. You're able to you're able to grow with your group. You're able to mm-hmm. dive in more. 
but you're also be, you get to experience that family, what the culture is like, how they how they are able to practice their faith, what they do, etc. So it's like it becomes more profound and more special. That's why I really enjoy doing these mission trips. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so nice. <laughs> um, so this uh, you leave in August. Is that so right? the group um, leaves July 19th. Oh, July 19th. OK. So they leave July 19th. They arrive in Madrid about July 20th. And then from there, the adventure. I mean, from the moment they get on the plane and here in Laredo, but it's like <laughs> from the moment upon arrival, it's like. They will be experiencing so many things. It's, it's being able to being there in Talavera in the parish. Um, they'll be able to go to Guadalupe, which is they're going to go visit the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm. Um, going to visit Toledo. Um, so being able to do that and then going to Fatima, spending a whole entire day there or spending the night there. Um, and then being able to experiencing the days in the day season in Lisbon, which is going to be, ooh, it's going to be magnificent. Yes. Yes. So much to learn with it all is. of that. So that's it. And it's within 16 days, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. That's why I always tell them, I was like, you're probably going to, you're going to experience so much, but what I will, you know, suggest is take as much as you can into your heart. And then when you come back, you know, kind of ponder that, see where you can, where you can grow more, see where you, what you've learned, see how you can apply in your life completely. Mm -hmm. Because within taking this group, one of the biggest things is, is not necessarily just going on this trip. Our goal on taking this group is to be able to bring back leaders within this to have here in the community, to be able to go back into the parishes and to be able to share all this that they've learned so that people can get inspired, so that people can be motivated, so that people, they can share that same fire with them, you know, and within yes. their community, within the parishes and also in the college level. Like that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build those leaders so that they can, so that they can go out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we need. We need, um, going back to what we were saying earlier and, and just your own testimony, you know, being able to go out and evangelize and pull others in and bring others back in. And especially, you know, um, with rebuilding after pandemic that had affected so many aspects of, <laughs> of life, you know, and in particular when it comes to the faith. So rebuilding that and building upon that, um, because we do fight so many pressures of the world, um, so, yes, I mean, I could see how an experience like this would be very transformative and and yes, bringing that light back to help spread that. Um, I love that that's that that's, you know, main goal of all of this at the end of, of everything. So and do you all have I'm sure you do. You have um, priests who are going as spiritual companions to to help lead the group um that you're taking yes yeah, so right now we have two priests that will be joining us um it's uh, father johannes pio and father felipe de jesus so they're both found here in the in the congregation of saint john here in the laredo priory yes and so they'll be the ones joining us uh on this trip and have so. they kind of made as with the the past world youth day have they made a plan that you all are going to follow uh, as far as prayer goes mass and so usually so the core team we're, we're the ones who kind of make that that program oh, and then okay. so they just they they view it review it they approve it you know this is the time that we'll be doing prayer in the morning this is the time we'll be doing mass so the, i think one of the difficult parts where it comes to all that here is that coordinating with with the parish on and the other side uh -huh. in madrid so we're trying to our best to correlate everything together where it can fit just where at least we can have you know majority of their parish attend with all these 
um, events going on there, especially. So we had to oh, basically nice. create a whole program um, from scratch and getting a, getting approved, you know, between them and getting approved with the parish in, in Spain. And it's like, okay, you know, and that's where you kind of are able to finally finalize okay this is what the schedule is going to look like wow so how long have you been planning for this this has already been a, we about a year wow but yeah about a year so and it, it's a lot of work because not only know. do we take on the whole working on the program but it's also you know the logistics of it taking care of flights taking care of transportation um bringing in people to go on this trip uh-huh. fundraising like I, I think where most of your time goes is also on the fundraising but not only that trying to focus as much as you can um on the spiritual aspect of this trip because sometimes everything with everything else going on with the logistics with the fundraising sure. you tend to sometimes forget not forget but put it on the side they're spiritual and it's like okay you know we got to focus on this like this is our main this is where we got to target this is where we got to mm-hmm. do spiritual growth um so besides the spiritual growth it's like okay well you got to fundraise you got to make your money to, to go on this trip um so that's kind of what basically the core team consists of you know doing that trying to take care of all that yeah and so has the group already, you all have had opportunities to come together to meet to kind of already start bonding and. Yeah. So we, we've had a few, um, most of our bondings have our revolve around whether it would be like a day retreat or a weekend retreat, um, trying to do small group within the, within the world you dig groups, whether that we're taking okay. and also within the fundraisers, we try to, uh, the fundraisers that we do, we try to invite as well, most of them to come so that we can also bond. Cause through that you get to learn how each person is when they're tired, how they are when they're hungry. <laughs> so you, you get to see the little details, but that's how I tell them. Like the reason why I want you to learn how it is, how each one of y'all is when, during these moments is because then you learn how to, to react when you're over there, when you're exhausted, when it's like 6 PM, but you still know you had to do like four more events. Like <laughs> they used to, you're not going to go to bed anytime soon, but you're exhausted throughout the day. Like you, you know how to react. Right. You don't, you don't, you don't blow up on your partner. You don't get after them. You just, you learn how to handle the situation <laughs> in a better level. I'm not saying you're going to perfect that, you know, handling that situation, sure. but you're able to cope with it a lot more easy, more, it's more easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that can be very challenging. At yes, times. It is, especially <laughs> once you, you're exhausted. I think uh-huh. being the exhausted part, you know, it, that's where it kind of gets to you because you, you're just, you just, all you want to do is go to sleep. Right. But with how, what you do throughout the day, you know, the being super hot, cause I want to say that, you know, Europe in that time is hot in general. Um, it's like, you know, being up and down all day is like, thinking and all these stuff and it's like yeah. okay it, it, you're in for a ride <laughs> yeah and serving others i think can be i mean that that can drain you you know as you're you're giving of yourself you're pouring out of yourself and so um i know that too as rewarding as it is and as much as that, it can motivate you to see that you are being of help you are serving others you're being the hands and feet of christ um it, I mean, that alone, you know, can be draining. So I think that's that's very important. Very nice that you all work in uh, mass and prayer, you know, to spiritually nourish yourselves. So then you can go out and give and serve and have the yeah. strength <laughs> and to have patience with each other, too. <laughs> yeah, if we don't if we don't take care of that spiritual um, part, then, you know, when we go over there, we're not going to be. Um, 
as strong as we would like to be and mm -hmm. we won't be able to do the evangelization that you know that we're called to do so we right. want to be as as much as we can ready for all that because it's important and yeah. it's also very important to be definitely in prayer to to be ready for all that one for what is you know, what one is going to do when we get over there yes by any chance you mentioned that you have brothers how many brothers do you have so i have one two three brothers and one <laughs> older sister oh okay and you have yes. a sister okay and so are you are your brothers all younger than you it's your mm. sister you and then them so it's my sister and myself and yes and everybody else is younger and than everyone me. else so has your sister had a chance to go to world youth day or will your brothers have they so gone or will they go my sister no but my one of my brothers went with me to panama okay and then now i'm taking another one to oh. to this one and we'll see maybe hopefully i can take the third one on to another trip <laughs> um but yes so so far two out of my three brothers um and plus my sister i've been able to take at least two that's great that that i'm sure that will be something fun something extra to look forward to <laughs> it, it's 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 uh i guess you would say a learning experience as well um especially because it's a whole i mean it's one thing to be at home with them and you know but it's a whole different <laughs> thing to take a trip with them um so we'll see how it goes but i'm excited for it because i know i know my brother too is excited for it so yeah. and you just get to grow you get to grow that that um that bond that you have as brothers and you get to learn more about each other because it's right yeah, so when, when mom's not around, you get to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Being in a completely different country and <laughs> doing something you don't do every day. So, yeah, that, that's really cool. That's be a neat experience, I think. Yes. Um, well, uh, final thing with World Youth Day, I think we could probably I could talk about this all day. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never I've never been to one. So what does the actual once you get to World Youth Day, um, what do those days look like? What what fills those days that time? So during so the World Youth Day week, I can start out with it's it's one of those weeks where it's like I guess you would say picture Laredo just jam packed with as many people as you can think about, um, you know, going <laughs> everywhere left to right. But basically on 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 a regular World Youth Day week, at least let's say if this was on a Monday, um, you. The first thing you do in the morning, um, besides prayer and pot, maybe have mass, you also have catechisms in the morning. So you do catechisms. I think Mondays, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you do, you do the catechism, maybe even Thursdays. Um, but they have catechisms ready for you. So they pertain to five, they do five different languages, English, Spanish, French, um, Italian, and Portuguese. Wow. So if you're with an English group, you, you try to go to the English catechisms. But you have to figure out where they are because they're scattered all around this, the city, basically. So you got to figure out, you know, hey, it's on this side of the city. So you have to go all the way that way. Um, okay. And then so you do that maybe about an hour to two hours. And then you And have, this is instruction with a priest or. Yeah. So usually they, for example, they try to do. I know at least in Panama was doing the um, the U.S. the Bishop. Uh, what is it? USCCB? No. The bishop conference, yes. So the USCCB. they tried, yes. Yeah, so they tried to have some of the bishops there, or I think like one time I, I we had a cardinal as well as well. Um, but so they tried to have bishops or the cardinals or sometimes priests. Okay. Um, do do that, but for the most part, I think they they try to focus with the bishops to have help there. Um, nice. and then from there, you you basically midday you go out for lunch. And then in the afternoons, they have all different activities going on. So 
they have different sections. So for example, here they have a vocational booth, like they have a vocational grounds where you get to see all the different congregations within the world, um, different groups that are, you know, just trying to look for volunteers and stuff like that. So you get to go there and you get to, you do, you know, you do your thing. You walk out, you walk into the vocational, see what interests you. Maybe, you know, see you might end up with one of those congregations that are there. Um, (laughs) And then they also have a, um, like a, I guess I would say like a festival ground. Okay. So, they have different areas where they're having different type of presentations, culture presentations, music, um, mm-hmm. so things like that. And then they also have these uh, sports events, of course. So this time they're, they're focusing on volleyball because it's something that they love. <laughs> so they, they have volleyball tournaments. I know in Panama they had soccer tournaments because they love soccer. So they were so they had different tournaments going on. And then sometimes you just go out and explore what they kind of propose to explore. That's, you know, historical markers and stuff like that. Wow. So you kind of try to go uh for the most part everybody goes to to the to the catechism classes okay and then after that in the afternoon it's like okay what are we gonna do what's next and then the good thing about different groups within the u.s for example like the knights of columbus Mm -hmm. in 2016 i remember that they had hosted a sort of like an xlt night you know and a night of adoration Mm -hmm. uh, and praise and worship but it was hosted by the knights so that they remember they had a matt marr they had a um Bishop Robert Barron mm-hmm. giving a catechism class as well there. And they had, uh, we had adoration. So, and confessions on the, within the stadium. So it was, it was called a night of mercy. And I think that to me, that had, was one of the most uh, beautiful experience that I had within that world youth day was that, that night of mercy. It was, mm. I was amazed by that. But so the, that's, so you just try to figure out what different groups are going to be having host like what they're going to be hosting. So you kind of make a whole program yeah. within the program they have, you make another program. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just, there's a lot offered and you select what of those things offered you're going to attend and take advantage of. Yes. And then when it comes to, um, the opening day, which is Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's the, you have the opening ceremony and then you have, um, the Pope's arrival and it's like, everything gets flooded with people. Like you tried your best to get into the front of the barricades to to see, uh, in this case, Pope Francis. So, and it's like, and then from there on, you, you start your your the journey with Pope Francis during World Youth Day. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, I will keep you and I'll go into World Youth Day in prayer. Thank you. Um, I... I'm excited to hear about it afterwards. <laughs> and we are plugging in to our, our summer issue, as you know, um, a brief story on, on World Youth Day, on the group going. Um, and so we hope to have in, in the following issue of Lafayette, after you've gone on the trip, um, a follow-up so we can share some photos and yes. how it all went after the fact. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump to something different now, something um you're here with us on on our podcast, um, but you have experience behind the camera of a podcast um, during the pandemic, Father Joe Cardena, and 
gosh, I'm only going to... Father Lolo. <laughs> Father Lolo. <laughs> what's, what's his full name? Father Eliodoro, Eliodoro Lozano. Lozano. Yes. Lozano. Okay. I was forgetting his last name. <laughs> I just know his Father Lolo. <laughs> they had a podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that, how that came to be, how you got involved with that? So the podcast was called No Solo de Pan Dulce Vive el Hombre. So, fun. so the, the, the reason how I got involved with that is because... I had started when we started broadcasting um, or live streaming all the masses mm-hmm. and, and all that for during the pandemic. Um, and I'm going to be very honest. I had no clue how to work a camera like that. <laughs> but to me, I had took the opportunity because I said, you know, this is this might be the only way that I can, you know, constantly, you know, be going to mass. So I took that opportunity and said, hey, I'm willing to help you. Like, I'm willing to learn. <laughs> so from there, I was like, yes. you know, what should we do to be able to evangelize, to be able to go through through media and, and do something different? Right. So like, OK, let's do, you know, solo de pan dulce vive nombre. And it was like, it just came out like, oh, let's do this. So then, um, you know, we started doing those uh, live streams to YouTube and it was like, you know, have coffee, have a talk on a certain topic. Um, we had different breads, you know, I know Quickie Bakery is one of the sponsors that, you know, they would give us conchas and different times to have there. So and it was just basically having different topics to talk about with people and, and helping them to be able to, to continue on that faith journey through living that pandemic. So that's kind of what we were doing. as So we all had about maybe five or six episodes around there. Nice. So what, in addition to learning the camera and how to work all of that and the technical <laughs> side of things, what did you take away from, from that experience? So from that experience, I think that there was a, I think besides, um, the fact of, of, of building that friendship with them, I think too, that I learned of how much, um, one can do when in difficult moments. You know, sometimes we we close ourselves off when it comes to difficult moments. We think that there is no way to to get to Christ, mm-hmm. but you just have to find the different options that suit you and are able to help you. You know, climb up that ladder. Because right. sometimes you know you'll be crying. I don't know. Sometimes you'll be going up, let's say a rocky mountain, and you might miss a spot. And it's like, okay, what's gonna happen next? Like I'm done for. And it's like, no. Like there's look closely and there might be another area where you can put your hand or put your foot so it's the same way with this as i learned like okay the way of evangelization you know had was kind of difficult at that time but you can do it through media you can do the video you can learn through videos that you know that are being shared mm-hmm. so there's a lot of things that you can learn online not everything's bad online so that's what i also learned it's like there's so much evangelization that can be done on media and that's that's where it's kind of like okay, you know, I wanted just to constantly do it and do it because people were seeing and 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 it wasn't about the views; it was more about getting to the people through the camera. Yes. And yeah, you you've seen it with so many like Ascension, you know, press, um, like you know, they get so many; they are able to to get to so many people through that. Right. So that was one of the things that I learned. I was like, okay, um, there's different ways for you to spiritually grow, mm-hmm. um, but there's also there's different ways you can also evangelize. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good point. I know in general, technology took off and like Zoom meetings took off. And and so why not incorporate that into the faith, too, and and helping evangelize through that, through the media? (laughs) Wow. Well, that's a neat experience, too, getting to do that and and working with both Mm -hmm. of those priests, um, (laughs) uh, some of our priests here in the diocese. Um, Okay, so I would like to... 
kind of just ask you some fun facts as we <laughs> as we wrap this up. Uh, just learn some quick facts about you. So, are you a morning person or a night owl? Oh, I am a. <laughs> I think I've transitioned to a morning person right now. <laughs> I used to be a complete night, night owl, but I think that post-college post -college <laughs> and probably up to maybe about two weeks ago, <laughs> I become a morning person because I think I've, I've been trying to discipline myself to wake up around maybe prior to 5 a.m. Wow. So um, it was it's been a struggle kind of, but... So I went from being a night owl to now it's like, okay, you know, try to beat the sun <laughs> and, you know, try to get done as much as you can in the mornings. So I'm transitioning nice. into a morning person. Nice. Well, along those same lines, what is your favorite drink to have to wake yourself up? <laughs> favorite drink to have has to be an espresso. An espresso. Yeah, it has to be. It's, it's, it's the first thing that I, well, one of the first things that I have in the morning. I always have my waters in the morning, but definitely <laughs> having my coffee there ready to go. And is that black or add sugar? Add? Uh, usually, so I usually add milk to it, a little bit of milk, okay. and maybe one half a packet of um, sweet and low, or if maybe half a packet of sugar. Depends on what I'm feeling that day. No, pretty strong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, top place to eat. Oh, that's a good question because I love trying different things. Top place to eat. Oh, my gosh. So I would probably say... Ah, oh, that's a hard one. I love pizza. So anywhere that has pizza, <laughs> I'm a huge fanatic of pizza, but yeah. uh, that can be bad sometimes because like, I think I can probably <laughs> eat pizza every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the top place to eat is it, it's, it's difficult to answer, but definitely like, it's anywhere that has pizza. Anywhere that has pizza. Well, there's a lot of pizza places, so that's good. Yes. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> um, where is some place that you would like to vacation? Vacation? I probably... I'm probably Greece there's something about Greece that has been calling me for a while but that I want to go see but I don't know what it is and so I would think I would love to go vacation in Greece oh, that would be beautiful yes yeah, so I'm hoping nice. to maybe within the next few years to be able to go there yeah well nice well is there anything else that you would like to share as we wrap up um yeah, so if you're looking to, uh, if you're looking for a young professional group and where you're trying to, you know, grow in your faith and have that community, you know, we're get in contact with me, you know, we'll be more than glad to have you join our group because, you know, don't walk this journey on your own. You know, there's people out there who would love to walk with you, who understand you, who want to help you get close to Christ as possible. And, you know, if you want to join that group, by all means, you know, join us and just be, you know, have fun. It's it's going to it's a good adventure. It's it won't do no harm. All we're going to do is grow. <laughs> yeah. Continue to build that community yes. at, at it as young professionals it's important do you have a, a facebook page we don't have a on? facebook page but um, i'm assuming this is going to be posted on facebook this will be posted yes. to our facebook. so <laughs> you can just uh you know comment that you might be interested online i'll be looking at the comments um <laughs> and i'll share my info with you all but we don't have a facebook yes but yet but um we'll eventually get Something there to work on Nice. Nice. Well, that's great. Well, thank you again for coming in, for joining us, for sharing a little bit about your life, your faith journey, and how that has led you to where you're at now, leading others, leading World Youth Day. Um, again, we'll be praying for you. We wish you all the best. Uh, and, and we just pray for a very fruitful trip for all who are attending World Youth Day. Thank you so much. I appreciate this uh, opportunity to be able to share all this.
Of course. Well, thank you for watching another episode of Who's in the Pew. We hope you will join us next time. And we also have to thank our sponsors who make this all possible. And we encourage you to pick up the latest issue of La Fe, if you haven't yet, at your parish, or you can sign up online for free. Thank you.